Jed and Haley Show, supporting Blackpool Grand Theatre. Podcast number 57 of the Jed and Haley show. And uh, Haley, it's um, it's not it's not come home, has it? It's not come know. home. It's been such a funny little week already with the, <laughs> it? With yeah. the fallout. It's been a really funny time, like on a really personal level. We've let our little boy stay up to watch it and Lodi Darren after the last uh, match, um, when it got to extra time, I put him to bed. He went, Mummy, is it a draw? I went, Yeah, and just put him to bed. <laughs> so the first he knew about England being in the final was the next Brilliant. day. And I did it again on the night of the final because he was so tired at 10 o'clock. He was just, he couldn't sit mm. still, he couldn't anything. So at, at, at full time, I was like, Come on, then it's time for bed. He went, What happens now? And we'll find out tomorrow, darling. They'll go and have a rest and we'll find out in the morning. <laughs> so it was well, all I'm about bit, that. Um, he, he thinks to, to win the trophy, it's on a flip of a coin. <laughs> <laughs> it, bl- it felt like a bloody flip of a coin. So oh, it was, it was, yeah, just, put him to bed. I mean, like I say, there's been so much fallout and it's, and it is very, very sad. I think, I actually think. It's it's just sad on the people that even do it. I mean, I just I can't believe grown adults even do it. Um, but let's talk about the um, for me the Euros. It's just been you know I, I don't know. I was disappointed clearly on you know what, when the penalties, but I, yeah. I have to say, you know, I, I we and then pretty much went to bed because it was like they say eleven o'clock, half eleven, wasn't it? You know, and mm-hmm. um, the next morning I woke up and. Um, I soon quickly get over like football matches because at the end of the day, it's football, it's a game. There's a winner and there's a loser, and also Mm -hmm. there's also there's more occasions um, to to try and win. You know, Euros every two years, World Cup every two years. You know, take it in turn. So every two years is a big competition, Um, and England are in a really good place. And like you say, always going to the next match to win. But um, so I, you know, disappointed. But yeah, I quickly got over it. And I thought, what a, I just have to say, what a great ride, hasn't it? It's been. I mean, it's really know, lifted the country. It's exactly what I was going to say. I think immediately I was able to see the bigger picture. Even or even on the night, I was able to see the bigger picture. And I, because my mum watched the game with me, because my dad and my other my other half went out, and mm. I, I said to them, I said, Mum, they've lost one game. They've yeah. lost one game, and they didn't even lose didn't the game. Lose. Yeah, they lost true. a kick yeah. out, yeah, so yeah. they didn't lose a game. They, and and, it, and if you'd have said to me at the start of the tournament, you'll get to the final and you won't lose a game, I'd have taken that. I'd mm. have taken that all day long. And as we know, when you are born and you're English, in my lifetime certainly, penalty shootouts <laughs> are never really our thing. They're just not, and. I think, like you say, it's lifted the country like it did back in 96. That's for me. It's been reminiscent of the whole country gets swept up in it. Do you know, it's the third most watched TV event of all time in this country. The first one was the 1966 Cup final. The second most watched was the wedding of Charles and Diana. And these are back in the days, Jed, where you had one, two and three, maybe four channels tops. So to say that this is the third most watched TV moment says that you've encapsulated the spirit and and the imaginations of the whole nation and they've all got behind it. And it was just so exciting. What a ride. And then to score was was unbelievable. I mean, so ace as well to watch um, uh, Prince William and his and oh, his family's absolutely. reaction because it was so real. It was so well, we real. We all did that, didn't we? You don't we all you don't up. see exactly, and you don't see very many acts of affection, natural, mm. true affection in that family because it's not what they do. But it's the same thing. That's what football does to people. You forget yourself. You forget who you are, where you are, and you just get swept up in it all. Ah, just brilliant. It really was, and. 
like you say, um, you know, looking at the bigger picture, it's um, I'm actually I say I know we got beat and it's disappointing, but I'm actually really excited because I just think we've got a really it's the third on average youngest team in the Euros at 24.2 or something. Um, so then you think to yourself, okay, so that's great news because we've got to a final with a very young side, very young <laughs> side. You think Qatar, the World Cup, is next year. I know, yeah, there's not even a gap. Players, yeah, these players are literally going to take this, we're going to have another season, we're going to get into the um, the World Cup, and these guys are just going to be I just think, chomping at the bit to go, listen, we've... And it's we've... still fresh in their mind, it's, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. I just think it's um, I think it's super exciting. I mean, there's, there's going to be pressure on now, of course, to do well and, you know, get to... But I think, I, I, I do think the... That they're getting better at that. You know where it used mm. to be like the pressure of the nation just got to them sometimes and we just yeah. didn't perform. I actually think we're, you know, the players are better. They're, they're a bit more professional probably than 10 years. You, know, you used to go out drinking pints mm. of lager. Now it's completely focused. The, there's no doubt about it. They have like more mental training uh, to get them in good places mm. and stuff like that. You know, they're more, they're better look at, looked after. There's no looked doubt about after, that. Totally. But, um, yeah, I just think that. Well, I think it's so exciting. They're not, and they're not even the World Cup. The, the two years then after that, we've got the another, another Euros, which then you think, you know, this team will be 25.2 next year. And then there'll be 27.2 the year after for the Euros. And then for the next World Cup after that, there'll be like 29 points. You know, you think we've got two World Cups and another Euros with a team that is at peak. After yeah. that, fair enough, that generation goes and it's who's coming through. But mm-hmm. obviously you always mm-hmm. have, you know, time to rebuild and, and, you know, you'll have bad moments just because, you know, generations go. But with this generation, we have got two World Cups and another Euros with this sort of side to have a go at it. And for me, that that really is exciting. Really exciting. No, so. it is, absolutely. And and I th- also think that, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, I definitely think in the in the fallout that we've seen, and, and, and I don't want to discuss this for very long, but the fallout we've seen over the, the racism that, that's, that's really its ugly head again, I still feel like times are changing. I really, really do, because I wanted to ask this question, Jada, maybe because you're, you're a bit more of a journalist than I am, but I heard on the news this phrase, and it kept getting used over and over again, that there was widespread condemnation of the racism. And I'm mm. like, why are they using the word widespread? Because I haven't seen anybody not condemn it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no. that, that's, I was thinking, what a funny word. There's been widespread condemnation. Mm. And they'll go, such a body also added their voice to the widespread condemnation. I was like, mm, I don't think it was widespread. I think I, it was total condemnation. Yeah, I, I don't think, think anybody went, I think that's fine. I, I think, think that's saying a, that's absolutely bob on. That's a, a great paper to, uh, term. It's like, you know, the I always used to remember the the Sun or the Daily Star when there was, um, you know, some sort of scandal, like love scandal. Yeah. They're, they're the only people in the world that would use, like, the word romp. Um, yeah, you know, no one else uses the word romp. Romping with... Like, Shall I say no what it is, Jed? I honestly feel 
coronavirus has been widespread. Yes. It hasn't been everybody. It <laughs> no. hasn't been everybody. Right. So to say that yeah. the condemnation has been widespread, I'm like, it hasn't been widespread, has it? No one's gone, that's fine. It's been total condemnation. It really bothered me. Every time I heard the news, it was making me even more mad. Yeah. Um, but it has been. I think what I will say is we know it's a massive problem. I definitely feel like the tide is turning and people have to be held accountable for their uh, opinions, their actions, all of it. But I honestly feel like we have to be at a tipping point now because we can't let this just go away because it's disgusting, it's awful, and we live in this country. And I think, you know, it. everyone has their own opinions and what they truly, truly think. Um but it's not acceptable. Even it's that thing. Even if you are, you have these opinions. Don't share them. Don't spread your poison just because you feel it. It's mm. that thing of it's. You know, we're all English. We were all behind that team, and then suddenly to decide that it's a problem because they're black. It's just it, it makes me feel sick. Yeah, it's strange, and um, and also the, the the thing with the um, with the, the the kind of criticism of Southgate. You know. Who listen? Who knows if another manager had this team, would he have won the Euros? Who like who knows? Um, but you can't keep swapping and changing. This yeah. guy's got us to a semi-final of the World Cup, and then he's sort of brought in a new influx of youth that he's worked with that he knows because he was under twenty mm-hmm. ones, um, and he's got us to a final of the Euros, and and like you say, we didn't get beat. We didn't get beat in the final. We lost on penalties. We didn't get beat. And that's one thing, um, because a lot of people saying, oh, the first test we came up against a really good Italian side and we've got beat. We didn't get beat. You know, if no, that was didn't. a quarters or if that was a group game, we'd have drawn. We'd have drawn that game. And actually Correct. looking on the basis of it, yes, the Italians, for me, deserve to win the Euros. I thought they were the best team in the whole of the Euros. Um but they're a lot older, a lot more experienced. And do you know what? Do you know what bothered me the most? And and maybe this is because I don't watch enough football, Jen. And I'm holding my hands up and saying maybe I'm just out of touch with the culture of football. But I thought the Italians were a dirty side. I re- there was a few things, and I yeah. thought you can't do that. Yeah, that's I mean, not acceptable. But again, that that is just it, that's they've always been. You know the old pull a little nip in the back. Defen- I mean, defensively, you know, over the years they've just been. Super. That's how they've won tournaments, and I think I can't remember what it was. I think since England have won their one World Cup, um, and been in one other final, I think Italy. The stat was something like they've won six major tournaments. That's wow. World Cups and Euros, and I think been in something like two final. You know, you think that's a lot. You know, that's a lot yeah. of um, experience. That's a lot of knowledge that where people and players like you've got to remember that. They're the only people that could speak to that team about being in the final are people from the 1966 World Cup team. Yeah, and a lots lot of them are dead. A lot are dead. So there's, you know, there's not a lot of sort of past knowledge. Italians no. won the World Cup. I think it was like 2006. Some yeah. of them are even on the bleeding coaching team. You know, they know they know the feeling yeah. of going yeah. to bed. Absolutely. The night before a major tournament, you know, yeah. eating. What are you eating the night before? Eating the day before. What are you doing that on that day before an yeah. eight o'clock kickoff? You're all day, and then an eight o'clock kickoff. What are you doing? Are you, you know, you, you what, what's your what, what mentality? What you're watching? What you, you know, what's what is everything? We only have mm-hmm. the '66 World Cup. Like I say, a lot are dead, and also times were very different then. 
2006 times weren't too different to what they are now. So, mm. you know, there's been so much. And I just think what's great is that this team, if they get to another final in the World Cups, they are they know what to do. They know mm. where, they know that experience. They know the feeling. They know about walking out. They know about what to do. Yeah, they've said, listen, we scored a goal. We sat back, you know that's what you learn. You know, you learn that it's all right. Us, me, overweight, sat on my sofa going, come on, just get the ball and take it up. But you can't, you know what I mean? You can't, it doesn't work like yeah. that. You know, you think about all pressure situations and just trying to, you know, they are desperately trying to keep the ball from the, going in the goal and winning the tournament. So, yeah, it's, um, I just think it's really exciting. Disappointing. It was, um, you know, what what a great ride. We were in it right the way to the last match. You know, there wasn't another Absolutely. match that we weren't ask involved anybody, in. Absolutely. Ask anybody at that opening ceremony in Rome. If you'd have gone, England in the final and they lose, you'd go, I'll yeah. take that. Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What a take in it. So, it's been an absolute roller coaster ride. It's been the best. And um, Freddie's learnt the national anthem, by yeah, the way, which is I the mean, cutest this is, thing. That's it. It's the I cutest mean, the, thing. The learning of just the, you know, and even like, for me as well, like, um, Gracie, our seven-year-old, watched the full thing. You know, she she cried Aww. at the end. She was devastated, but <laughs> she was like, "But what's That's good, football kid? Yeah, but what's good is that, you know, again, she's not really interested in football. She never really has been. But you know, this might just spark something. She might go, oh man. Do you know what else, Audrey? I was going to say, she's got, she's got an emotional connection to it now because yeah. that's how much yeah. she'd invested in it. If she hadn't have cried, then it probably hadn't Whatever. touched a nerve with her. Yeah. But the fact that you get swept up in it means that she she absolutely did. And, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because I'm actually thinking, we've got a wall chart. We've had a wall chart. We yeah. got it out of the Radio Times. Yeah. And it's still up, actually, in our kitchen. And I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to take it down and I'm going to keep it. Um, because it, I will have nothing but happy memories of our, 20, our, our Euro 2020 in 2021. Oh, I thought it was weird. bloody. I thought it was bloody brilliant. I really did. The Jed and Haley Show. As always, thanks to our friends at Blackpool's Grand Theatre for supporting the podcast. I do have some news about the Grand Theatre, Jed, and I'm going Aww. to give it as a little bit of an exclusive on our podcast. But there's work behind the scenes, you know, on a Ooh. possible Grand Theatre podcast. Ooh, okay. I know. So that's pretty exciting. But other exciting stuff through the Grand Theatre is, uh, well, they're brilliant show that was on a few years ago around the world in 80s days is back for a short season this year uh, so you can find more details at blackpoolgrand.co.uk but they've got alan carr back uh, with regional trinket this september is doing two nights but another show i really want to bring your attention to if you've never seen it jen i don't even know if you have it's a brilliant play it's on from the 20th to the 25th of september and it's the woman in black Oh, I don't you know, you've ever seen I, it. It's I, a do, great I, play. I haven't seen this, and <gasps> um, I know, and it's one that I do want to see because everybody I know that's seen this production has said it's. Uh, I've seen the film actually, um, yeah, which is very good. But um, everyone said that this is probably one of the best theatre productions there yeah. is. Um, take yeah. away, you know, the massive West End musical type. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. But, it's I mean, different. This is still West End, but actual theatre productions is in like dramas, tents, you mm. know. Um, and even I know someone that goes all the time, um, sing thousands, 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 and and has this as one of their top five. So that's how. Do you, you know, know what it is? I tell you what's very good about it, and I think the reason it so works at the Grand Theatre in a way that I, can't, I just can't. At one point. Yeah, it's honestly, do you know what it is? It's that thing of, you, 
You, it's a play. Yeah. And it's a really quiet, eerie, <laughs> and you're in the dark, and you're yeah. in a very, very old theatre. And what I'll say about both being a performer and an audience member in The Grand is there's not much of a gap between you in the audience and you on the stage. So it's all very intimate, and you get so swept up in this play. And it's a, it's a, it's a ghost story, and it's... It's really eerie and, and creepy yeah. and Ooh. I don't know. That Ooh. that for me is the is the absolute magic of being in the theatre. You know, you can be in there um, you know, watching a panto getting drenched in water pistols or watching <laughs> a brilliant musical. But when you sat in there, it's a woman in black, I honestly urge you to see it. And if you see it anywhere, see it at the Black Program Theatre because it's just so you sort of feel like you're in it in a weird way. You get swept up in it. It's a cracking play. And it's on at the theatre from the 20th to the 25th of September. Check it out. And get your tickets at blackballgrand.co.uk. It's time for Story of the Week. OK, so we have talked quite extensively about the football, but this is all about the football. And my favourite story of the week is... Um, Basically, a very well-known fast food restaurant has managed to offend not just the Italians, but also the English as well. Have you heard this story? No, I haven't. (laughs) Okay. Well, the Italian side comes in because the fast food restaurant is Domino's. Um, And the English comes in because in Japan... They basically thought, I know what we'll do. We'll put England and Italy together in a food combo. Uh, now, let me tell you what their pizza was. Any idea what they might have put on the pizza, Jed? I'm trying to think. I, I mean, it's, so it's so like an Italian-themed and an English-themed half-and-half, basically. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but the okay. half, the Italian half is that it's a pizza. Oh, Oh, okay. So it's not. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a pizza, but then the ingredients be Italian. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. So the Italian pizza half, English. You'd have to think it'd be like. A, I mean, our our classic is a roast dinner, but I don't know how okay. that sort of works. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you. Uh, this is what Domino's Japan tweeted. <laughs> We are sorry our fish and chip pizza has caused so much trouble. We think it's delicious. If you're in Japan and you want to check it out, let us know. Uh, so I'll tell you what's on this pizza. Crispy fish and chips, lemon, potato slices, basil tartar sauce and ketchup. So your half and half is tartar sauce and ketchup. Oh! <laughs> Doesn't it sound awful? Absolutely awful. So, um, so yeah, they, they've uh, it's gone down a storm on Twitter. Um, so absolutely, uh, yeah, it just says uh, at this point the Italians are just numb. Uh, wrote someone on 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 Twitter, but yeah, basically, um, you know, Japan are pretty much. You know, at the frontier of, of culinary excellence, but they've kind of let themselves down here on the fish and chip pizza situation. I love a pizza, me. In fact, I love a Domino's, but and I love a fish, fish and, and chip chips. pizza. But but not together, thanks. No, not together. It's just, I just don't know. no thanks. That's, that that's very stodgy, isn't it? It's very stodgy yeah. heavy. All that sort of stuff. So is it on a pizza base? They just thrown yeah. It's literally fish and chips on it. The, yeah. So it's got the whole like. It says how many yen it is and stuff on the on the picture, but it's on their on their Twitter because um, someone tweeted out Japan, Japanese Domino's have invented a dish that insults England and Italy, <laughs> <laughs> and he's shared the picture of crispy fish and chip pizza. I mean that does sound like disgusting. Well, the Italians um, hate um, hate the thought of the old pineapple on pizza, don't they? That yeah, like, I'm, I'm not a fan of myself. Are you not? I, I, no, that's, that's my weapon of choice. 
Ham and pie. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's a surefire way that no one wants to share your pizza, Jed. Yeah. Well, exactly. And um, and that's the you know you go. Oh, anyone want us? Mm. No, no, thank you. Nice one. Thank you very much. I um <laughs> I do like it. Although although abroad. So when you go to say if you go to like Tenerife or a Benedict, you know, mm-hmm. basically a Spanish place that is just caters for English people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're in. It's basically England in the heat. Um, yeah. you know, there's no real other culture, if you will, because it's just mm-hmm. basically built up for us. Um, and they make a lot of money from it. So these places, I'm sure it was Tenerife. And uh, we went, there's loads of us lads. And uh, I was like, oh, there's, um, it's, we're just having pizza. And uh, this one was called a tropical. And I thought, oh, well, that's, you know, Hawaiian, tropical. That, that sounds it, yeah, yeah, pineapple. yeah. I'll have that, thanks. And it came, and there was ham on it, yes. There was mushroom on it, yes. There was some pineapple on it. Guess what? What other fruit they decided to stick on this? It was tropical. Tropical pizza. What other fruit? I don't know. What tropical fruit? Mm. Well, there was two. There was two other tropical fruits. I'm I'm going to say coconut. (laughs) Right, okay. Any any other? One other? So coconut. Tropical. Now, well, go on, tell okay. us. So, like I say, we had the ham, we had the mushroom, we had the pineapple, we had peach. So, Ooh. an actual, you know, you know, tinned, you know, tinned peach. Tinned those, peaches. Those slices oh. of tinned peach. No. He basically just went, yeah, I'll throw that on. Didn't even like sort of cut them up or, you know, just for your big slices of peach. Um, so they were on, oh. and still had that like syrup. So it did make the Ugh. pizza a bit wet. And the other one no. was mango. So we had mango. We had, <laughs> we no. had. So this pizza no. was ham, mushroom, pineapple, mango, and peach. That's a fruit salad pizza slice. you've had there, Jed. You've had wet. a fruit salad pizza. It was wet. It was, when it came, it was just mush through the sit and I was like and I say I'm all up for a ham and pineapple but I was like this this has gone too far let me tell you um, I I went to a Hindu um, on Saturday night so I'm only just about right now but (laughs) what they did was they just put in a massive Domino's order and then when it sort of came I wasn't that bothered because I'd just been drinking so I I think I had like a token slice I was like yeah let me tell you by about 11 o'clock, <laughs> I hit the cold pizzas hard. <laughs> just just perfect. Just abs- I was. I was starving because I'd got there at about half three, four o'clock. By 11 o'clock of drinking non-stop Prosecco <laughs> for six hours, I was like, You're I ready need to eat something now. Yeah. I yeah. need to eat something. And let me tell you, there's, no- there's nothing better for a drunk person oh, than going... Right. Then go in cold pizza. I wouldn't have cared what were on it. I might have even had a go at fruit salad. If I, <laughs> I wouldn't Tropical. have cared. Yes, Fish and chip pizza. Go on then. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> these things were awful. It's so yes, it's um, I, I can stomach a ham and pineapple. It's my weapon of choice. But um, yeah, anything beyond that, and uh, and it's a no. So I can see why um. I can see why they upset both the uh, the English and certainly the, uh, the yeah. Italian contingent there. <laughs> is it right or is it wrong? Three new stories here. One of these is right, two are wrong. Which one is it? Uh, okay, let's do it. I think you got right last week, I think. I uh, think. I can't oh, actually no. remember, to be fair. Anyway. I've um, had a hangover most at week, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. First story. I tell you, we were nearly late on um, Monday. 
because on Sunday night, obviously, I was at I was at a fortieth. Um, it was like a garden fort because it was like, listen, oh, nice. not going anywhere. And there's a few that went around. And obviously, because it was a final, know, it was like, this just ties in brilliantly. That's what we did on the hem party. It was a garden party. Yeah. We'd, so that's it, that's it not kind of how, obviously, she'd envisage it. We're yeah. supposed to be going to York, but we ended up in, in a, it was actually a parent's back garden. Uh, but it was absolutely brilliant yeah, just, in actual just, fact. Just, it was. I agree. It just tied in brilliant. And obviously, the final was on the Sunday night. So then oh, amazing. You know, we, we, we were outside and made our way inside and, and watched it. It was just brilliant. And, um, and and we all had a few drinks. But we'd been drinking all day. So actually, I felt fine on the Monday. I didn't even feel um, that hungover. But we all slept in. Like, as in... Because oh, no. normally the baby wakes up at like half six, quarter past six, yeah, yeah. you know, just so it's like you don't need to settle on. Um, and Gracie normally is up early, but she'd stayed up. So, like, we all just sprung up at like eight... And was like, oh my, go, go, it's go, horrible, go, go, go. You know, so, it's horrible. Um, and especially when you just, you're not feeling fantastic, but you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was our Sunday. Anyway, um, the first story, Atomic Kitten um, are to release a new album after their hit single, you know, Hole Again. That was kind oh, of adapted yeah. for the England song, Gareth mm-hmm. Southgate yeah, and all that. Uh, apparently the band realised the demand for their music is still there and are going to start on new material in September. Okay. Um, second story Ed Sheeran has hinted that he's going to switch up pop music um, in his the whole career that he's made doing that and sort of you know acoustic mm-hmm. love songs and what have you apparently he's, uh, he fancies taking up a different genre of music and this one is death metal instead um, right. he's basically asked his fans just to watch this space uh, it's not gone down well though Richard yeah. Madeley has revealed he was one race away from winning the Junior Karting Championships. Um, so he's been on sort of, is he Good Morning Britain and what have you? Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Apparently he revealed it then that um, he used to be a really good sort of karting r- driver, obviously Silverstone coming up, uh, and apparently he said, said he was just one win away um, from this big race, which would have landed him a sponsorship with Mercedes and potentially an F1 yeah. So there you go. That's exciting. Um, <clears throat> okay. I'm going to say no to Ed Sheeran because, um, yeah, I, I just can't. I just can't see it. I just, I can't see the switch from the lovely songs to... he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not for me. It's not. I just can't see it. So that's what I'm discounting him. I'm into so, also. I'm like you into every bit of music, but mm. death like metal is not. I've, I've listened to some of it, and it's, it's I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But it's a lot of shouting, Jed. It it's is. a lot of shouting. I we a lot of emotion. And just go for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just shout away. I think if what I could, because I don't like shouting, because mm. it actually hurts my voice. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm absolutely mint at it. So what I would do <laughs> is not waste a shout. I would maybe if you recorded me having a row. Yeah, um, and that's that's the song, that's and the then that could the be the song, the yeah. basis of the song. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll be um, the drummer, of course, because you know I've got a good history. That's your skill. Well, it it could be that with your mm. recorder. Oh no, yeah, you're using yeah, clarinet. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, clarinet, clarinet. Yeah, yeah. So that could be a winning, a winning Combo. thing. Oh, it could just be like a one-sided everyone. argument, a one-sided <laughs> argument featuring a drummer and a clarinet. Acker Bill, Phil Collins. 
Just watch oh, the space. God. In fact, I was that drunk on Saturday night, Jed, that I couldn't even argue with John. He told me off because <laughs> I got in really late. And I was that drunk, I couldn't even form Sorry. a coherent Cheers. argument. Good I night. just sat there, just getting told You're off. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> Everything you're saying and everything you're about to say, spot on. Good night. <laughs> that was pretty much it. That was like, yeah. I love those I times just... when you, you know, when you're that drunk and you're just like, you, ju- you just, you just take it and you just can't be bothered. You're like, I can't. Do you know what it was? Point. I shouldn't really be sharing this. However, um, from the party, we walked home. Uh, me and a group of girls walked home because we just couldn't get a cab, so we just decided to walk home. Uh, there was four of us, um, and in the end, when we got to the, one of the girls' houses, someone's husband came right, okay, uh, and picked yeah. us up. But um, I think because I was drunk, I thought, I, and I text him saying, we're walking home, mm. and then my phone goes on do not disturb after a certain amount of time. So he's ringing me, what do you mean walking home? And, then, and, and of course, I'm just blissfully unaware that he's frantically <laughs> trying to get hold of me to go, what on earth are you playing at walking home? I didn't say I'm walking home with three other people, and, yeah, blood, yeah. and we'll probably get someone. So I didn't explain that much, so yeah. I got proper told off. You know what you just said? Like, you just, just said, you just, just sit there going, there. like, yeah. Yeah, this time, you just say, yes, good night. Yeah, see you in the morning. <laughs> I just got double good told night. off. Uh, right, back to, is it right? Um, duh, 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 duh. So, no to Ed Sheeran, but yes mm-hmm. to our future music making. Mm-hmm. Um, Atomic Kitten, that's a maybe. Mm-hmm. And Richard Maidley's a maybe. Who's more likely? Yeah, I've I've caught a bit of Richard Maley on GMB, and I, I don't hate him, which no, is a positive. I didn't mind Richard and Judy. Do you remember when they used to no, do that? No, same. Ages ago. Same. All this morning yeah. with them. Yeah, right. yeah. So he's and he talks a lot, so it wouldn't surprise me if he came <laughs> out with a fact like that. Uh, but then Atomic Kitten—they've been in the news as well this week with yeah. their uh, with their England mm. sort of song. So that wouldn't surprise me either. But which one? I'm going to say Richard made this the more likely because he talks so much. Well, it's not Richard Maidley. It's not Richard Maidley. Um, He wasn't uh, one race away from winning the Junior Carson Championship. Now, is it Ed Sheeran or is it Atomic Kitten? It can't. Right, I'll tell you what, Jed, if it is Ed Sheeran, I am definitely going to record the next row I have and I'm definitely going to put it out as a single. The answer's Ed Sheeran. It ah, is. It's Ed Sheeran. Yes. Yeah, Paris hinted it. He might switch up pop music career to make death metal. I saw this at the weekend. I was like, I'm having that. That is a definite one that will scup you. Um, that will. Yeah, I know, yeah. I'm not serious, but he's obviously hinted at it. Um, and he, he, I just wonder if he's into it. I don't know, because, um, like I said, I, do, I, know, I know a lot of people are into it. It's not my cup of tea, but... No. Um, maybe you think, and people, some some artists do, don't they? Some artists like mm. get that good. A bit like, I mean, Paul McCartney's like released classical um, music before, you know, because they go, yeah, I'm brilliant at obviously writing pop songs. Yeah, I'm yeah. a legend and what have you. Um, but and I just got loads of money, got loads of time on his hands. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to use my creativity and I love a bit of classical. I might try a bit of that and compose a mm. bit. So you wonder if that's weird, though, isn't it? Loves a bit of death metal and loved it maybe you know back in the day and he's um, he thought I'm gonna have a go at this but yeah you're right mm. it's very very strange but um, strange. it is 
the right story. So there you go. I'm looking forward to um, hearing your argument song. That'd be great. I'm going to have to, yeah. Yeah, well, this is just it. I'm going to have to remember to come and switch the microphone on in here. <laughs> Say, John, can we just move this route to the uh, hallway? <laughs> to the booth. So I can record it. <laughs> if you could just come in the booth while I shout. The Jed and Haley Show. Okay then, Jed, so what are you watching? So I watched, uh, obviously we've been watching Euros, fantastic, we've talked about that. Um, I watched what you recommended last week, and that was uh, the programme called um, Hi. You know the Peru 2? Yes. On the yeah, Michaela McCollum. What do you think? I thought it was fantastic. It really oh, was. Um, it's on yeah, it's on the iPlayer um, under BBC Three. I couldn't find yeah. it on the um, on the iPlayer. And then do you know I've they've been showing it quite late at night as well on BBC One? I noticed oh, one they? night it was on. It was on yeah. quite late. Yeah. So yeah, it was on BBC. Um, it's on BBC th- on the iPlayer BBC Three, and then if you go through to um, just watch well, go on there, you'll find it's called Hi. Anyway, I mean you can search for it, but I forgot what it was called. Uh, but I remember you saying it was on BBC Three, so it's on there. And yeah, I thought it was brilliant. It's really interesting, isn't it? On um, you know, just just the just the whole kind of how they thought they were just going to get away with it, how they thought that um, it just, just like you said, naive, just so naive, um, mm. everything mm. about it. But, yeah, brilliant. So do watch that because it, it, they're not that long. Do you know it's what impressed me more? Parts. It's just great. Because I have to say, I, I haven't watched a great deal of Tiller this week, but I did watch the other part of the series because I'd only watched the first couple of episodes. Mm. And what impressed me more was how she got herself out of it. I think that's the part yeah, of the story that's hum, most fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Because right. you you sort of I think well I did anyway. I watched the first couple of episodes with a bit of a judgy head on thinking you stupid girl, how well, naive, was. how well, blooming stupid. Yeah, and then what I found myself doing as it gets into later episodes is being really impressed with someone's resilience yeah. and with someone's will to mm. get themselves out of that situation survive. and she says it at the start Let's doesn't she she says it at the start mm. yeah and i won't sort of spoil it in any way but just what i'd kind of missed at the beginning was she sets it up and she says so this is my story of how i got myself into it and how i got myself out of it yeah. and it's just it's very very well done and i definitely think any young person or or son or daughter that is heading out to um, have the best summer of their lives really ought to watch High um, before they go because it just shows she was a nice girl from a nice family mm-hmm. and yeah, just yeah. made some really stupid decisions. Which we've all done. Um, and and yeah. just she took it to an extreme. And um, which, which you know, let's be honest, we've all been young and it's easy to do. You know, when you, when you yeah. look at what she went through and kind of how it was all hooked in, very easy to do, very, very easy, mm. and even easier in this day and age as well to do. So, um, God, yeah. well, yeah, you're right. The resilience of it, um, and everything, and kind of how she turned it around, and you know, just just own it. I think, as well, this uh, sort of documentary is kind of her owning up to everything, you know, not living that line mm. anymore, just mm. completely owning up and going, Listen, this was me. Um, so that was excellent. So, yeah, that's on the iPlayer. Thank you very much for that because it was brilliant. Um, also, I watched a great film called um official secrets this is on netflix um Ooh, so it's okay. on netflix it's called official secrets stars kira knightley it's a true story and it's a true story Ooh, about yeah it's about Catherine gunn and uh, this is the same thing this was uh, she was a british linguist she worked as a translator for gchq you know sort of you know to secret oh, okay. service mi5 and this gchq 
And then in 2003, I don't know if you remember it, but she um, she was the girl or the lady who um, leaked top secret information to the Observer. Uh, about, yes. And it was all about sort of the Iraq war and saying that, listen, you know, that this going to war... Um, obviously we know there's going to be lots of deaths on both sides there's going to be lots of innocent deaths on both sides and you're going to war and I don't think you really know um, enough enough to go to war, they were sort of just doing it on well we think there's stuff there and honestly it is a brilliant film because What's it called again? I'm going to write it's it down. called Official Secrets um, it's on Netflix and it is brilliant. It's oh, it, right. and and the ending is just it. it you're just like fan, wow. It all ends in the court and it's um and you it just you just go oh my goodness. Um, it, I did, I I remember the story but never sort of followed up on it or anything like that. This tells you the whole story and then of course you know. Just, just everything in the courtroom, um, which you would have been able to find out, but obviously I didn't um, look into it. No, you but don't know brilliant. enough, do you? Apps, it's brilliant. It's only on for about an hour and a half, something like that. So it's not too long, but it's a great film. True story, great film, um, and for me, just, just really eye-opening. So yeah, that was great. So what about you? I love it. Do you know what? Not a great deal, because obviously there was plenty of football on. I've been out this week. Um, I actually really enjoy watching Love Island, and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not even ashamed to say it, because honestly, it, with with Freddie being off last week isolating, it was just... i tell you what I've done this week, actually. Freddie was obviously off this week isolating, or last week, and then we finished our isolation on midnight on Wednesday. Thank goodness, because we got tickets on Thursday night to go and see Six, the mm. musical in Blackpool, which was phenomenal. Just my, one of my... I want to say I think it might be my favourite musical I've seen in a, yeah. in a decade. It Claire was just went on phenomenal. Just said it was superb. Yeah, she said it. Was Honestly, brilliant. so good. So that was kind of like Friday, uh, uh, Thursday night. Can't remember what I did Friday night. Was at a Hindu Saturday night. Watched the football Sunday night. So you know you kind of go. I've not really had a right lot of time, but one of the things I have enjoyed this week is another podcast. Um, this one's made by uh, Radio Four, and it's about like Britney Spears and so you know obviously how she's got the conservatorship and and all the rest of it um it's just a really fascinating documentary uh, and it's called Pieces of Britney and it's basically like an in-depth look about her and who she was and what's really interesting is because obviously it's a time I've lived through you sort of not forget it but when you go back and you and you listen to some of the interviews and you and you remember that time you know she burst onto the scene as a pop princess so how yeah. did she go from that mickey mouse club pop princess to the situation she finds herself in now and it's it's tragic it's yeah. so sad and you know she really you sort of forget how much the world's changed just in our lifetime you know in terms of its sort of approach to to women and they were pretty pretty horrible to her you know the press were pretty bad this was kind of like pre-social media so the press ruled with an iron fist and they had so much power and um you know the paparazzis were selling shots of britney for hundreds of thousands of pounds yeah it's good like you say it's it's that because we've lived through it and remember just the whole bleeding breakdown and everything yeah um, yeah oh good so what what's that it's a really good podcast podcast. it's on 
Yeah, it's on BBC Sounds and it's called Pieces of Britney. It's made for Radio 4 and it's about five or six episodes. But I just think it's going in depth into sort of like mm. who she was, where she came from. And then also the sort of some of the naive decisions she made yes. as a as a young pop star into sort of and I'm about four episodes in but I'm really enjoying it because you kind of you're listening to it again with fresh ears and fresh eyes and the knowledge of someone who's a lot older now and you sort of think god you know she was treated terribly by by the media oh, she yeah. really really was um and she was just a nice girl really that ended up paying the ultimate price and she's still hasn't got her freedom she still can't make decisions for herself wow. I mean that's awful yeah and it, really i just is. don't think it'd happen if she was a man no well no you're probably right um well there you go so um some uh, listening options some viewing options and uh, we always like to know what uh, you're into at uh, the jed and Haley show on facebook or at miss Haley k or at jed mills on twitter thanks for listening to the jed and Haley show supporting blackpool grand theater